Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I'm super excited to have um, Dave and Norm with me today to discuss, I think, one of the most important topics, especially in our industry and really anybody that wants to have success in marketing in general, which is talking about copy and more specifically, copywriters, how to hire, select, and pick the right person. So, I, I mean, I can't emphasize this enough that good copy is the cornerstone to good offers. As you guys very well understand, really excited to have both of you guys today um, to discuss it and discuss how to select the right ones. Um, just to get things going, if you guys just want to tell me a little bit about like why you think copywriters are so important, um, just, just to start things out. Well, Norm, you want to kick this off? Yeah, yeah. So... I think copywriters are important ongoing um, because, uh, you know, words get stale, right? And, and words are kind of like food. You know, we consume, we consume words, we consume that. Um, but in people's minds, it gets old, you know? And so you always need a copywriter to, to re rejuvenate, I guess you could say, the, um, the offers, the messaging, and to cut through all the white noise that's constantly around, right? I mean, every once in a while, you'll get, you know, an ad that'll run for 50 years or, you know, or whatever. Um, but those are very, very specific um, moments in, in, in marketing history where, where that is possible. And so usually that's not very possible. And, and so, and especially now in a modern age where, you know, information is just collapsing on us, um, copywriting is more important than ever. Definitely. I mean, yeah, copy sounds yeah. like to you. Copywriting's Rob Lowe's plastic surgeon, right? They're going to keep your offer young for a crazy <laughs> amount of time. So that's it, exactly right. That's yeah. actually a perfect an analogy because the, the other piece within copywriting is that you, as a creator, kind of difficult to see the label from inside the bottle. And perhaps a lot of you have heard that expression. And that's because it's true. And so, as pretty as Rob Lowe thinks he is, it's the surgeon that makes the la the final call there. And yeah, so so as, as far as certain brands getting stale at certain points, or you may you may not actually realize the coolest part about your product or your offering or you as a brand. And it's very helpful to have somebody else who is trusted, who's been in the trenches for many years, who has seen successes and wins, and who has seen things not live up or not work and, and just having that whole terrain and that whole experience to then share it with you and be like, well, Hey, did you realize that the two most potent areas of your brand are this and this based on both research and experience and what's working right now, because my fingers on the pulse, that is so invaluable to so many brands and so many businesses, even just that initial consultation can change the trajectory of your business. Because uh, so many people get so comfortable with mediocrity because it kind of works that they don't even realize w the potential. That's my little. That's yeah. No, I think, I think it's beautiful. And I couldn't agree more with both of you guys, right? Like it's, it's such an powerful, impactful part to your business to have a copywriter come in and really just inject you with, with more success, more of what you really want, right? Um, now, that's not to say it's perfect every single time, um, but there is a perfect process you could follow in investing in copywriters, investing in copy time and time again, way back. We could go back to the 1800s, and you could see that copy is the difference between success and not success. In fact, I mean, you go back to Thomas Edison, and as much as he wasn't necessarily the the best of inventors or people, he was a really good marketer and taking ideas and making, even if they weren't his, and making them his, right? And being the voice that gets that out there. And that really comes down to good copy. History books are written by great copywriters, right? Because they're the ones that got the messages out there in a ways that we all cared and remember. And that's what could happen in your business when you have the right person to work with and hire, um, which is what we're going to be talking about. But before we go to that, I think a really important part of this is when should you be hiring a copywriter? Is it after I already have everything done? Is it right in the middle, like what's the time and also the mindset that I should have as an offer owner when I'm hiring my first, second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever, I'm just going to hire a copywriter. I think the, the best time to hire a copywriter is 10 years ago. <laughs> the best time is right now. Yeah. Well, it, it, it really depends yeah. on what you want, you know, and it depends on how big your ego is. <laughs> and it also just the there are certain individuals where it's actually worthwhile for you to take the time to initiate 
so that you at least know your starting point of this is who I am or this is what the brand is. So it kind of depends on the degree of passion you have because if you're able to get your own voice out there and experiment on your own and see the results you can create on your own, it then makes things easier. As long as you're flexible with other perspectives and you're flexible with things shifting and evolving, uh, you know, it's not the worst thing to have your own split test first. However, there is something to be said about having somebody else holding your hand when doing the branding research and creating the guidelines for how you can succeed. So if you have a marketing maestro on your team, the sooner uh, the better. That's what my suggestion would be. Uh, Norm, what do you think? Yeah, sooner the better. I mean, like like Dave said, it does depend on on the nature of the product, and and um, you know, and and in some cases the the audience, you know, that you're targeting. But but I think you know, if you get a germ of an idea, that's when you call your copywriter. And, you know, because bouncing the ideas off them, even in the offer creation part of it, which is probably the, like the very beginning, um, you, you know, you're building offers even before you're doing any any copy for marketing and, and ads that's um and any kind of collateral that's crucial because a lot of times the, the the copywriter can give you insights into into forming offers that you may not have thought of before you know and may not have even thought was even remotely possible you know um you know just a good example would just be kind of what dave has been referring to as far as like the psych psychology aspects of of how we learn how we the things that get in our, in our craw so to speak right the things that just won't let us alone you know and that's where you want your product you want your product in their brain you know right where it just won't let them go you yeah. know and, and that's that's crucial yeah no i, I think it's a great point and especially as, as you kind of mentioned it's, it's a lot different it depends where your business is right if you're a branded it's you you are the product you know, you probably want to have an idea of what you're trying to sell people before you talk to a copywriter. I don't know if copywriters mm -hmm. love, hey, look at me, sell me, please, and find some way to do yeah. that. That might not be as productive. But um, mm -hmm. at the same time, I really love what you said, Norm. Like, even if it's just I have an idea and the kind of relationship you want to have with copywriters, you're bouncing that off to collaborate. When you're hiring a copywriter and working, I don't even say, don't say I'm hiring a copywriter. You're collaborating and partnering with a copywriter, especially when you're going to go freelance or party. Um, you want to kind of select somebody on a project basis. Um, you know, don't look at this as something where they're going to do what I want them to do. Um, they might, but that's a great idea to, or a great way to really not get the return on investment you'd want for a copywriter. Because as you said, these are people that are dialed in in the psychology, they're dialed in the markets, they really understand the nature and language of selling. Why not use that as an opportunity for them to share those ideas and those experiences and collaborate? It doesn't mean you have to say yes to everything, but you definitely shouldn't come with a mindset ready to say no to everything they say. So I think that's really some great stuff and some some good things um, for us to right. to get people in the mindset of. And and sometimes if you don't, I find that people's experience in hiring copywriters could go south really fast. Are those things that you guys have seen before where maybe mindset and when it comes into how you should think about hiring a copywriter, when it's wrong, it goes bad. And when it's right, it goes a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I might add before I get to that, um, it's, uh, you know, to, to your point about branding, you know, sometimes people haven't really even branded themselves and, and, you know, Dave and I, we actually have a branding, um, uh, component to make sure that, you know, in the very beginning, uh, if that's something that you haven't done before, a branding exercise is fantastic, you know, um, just to kind of mine out some of these things, identity and, you know, what moving forward, kind of what you're for and purpose and all that. Um, and, uh, but yeah, Dave, you want to say something about that? Well, I, as, as far as when it works out and when it doesn't work out, one of the initial pieces is mindset. And it would be helpful for you as a business owner. And that's who my expectation is that if you're listening, you know, you run a business. <laughs> so when you're first starting out with a copywriter, know that like your opinion means less than the market's opinion. So the best thing you could do is actually test the message. 
So it acts, it requires bravery on your part because you're almost handing over the baby to another parent for a second to just see. It's like, it's like having, uh, uh, you, you know, someone watch your kid for a day, right? And you're like, you want to trust this person with the kid. And no, it could be just for a day and then you bring it back. So part of it is, is knowing that it's all a test and ready, fire, aim seems to work way better as opposed to spending 10 years trying to perfect a brand that may or may not work in the market. Right. Which, and it's, it's funny because sometimes we as writers will jump in and someone's like, this is my idea. I've been stewing on this and sitting on this for 10 years. Like literally I've worked with someone who's like, it's been 10 years and I know it's perfect. And this is the vision. And, and then that actually puts the writer in an uncomfortable spot where they don't have wiggle room to suggest anything else. And they're just kind of, if you want someone to just amplify the thing that you believe is awesome that hasn't been tested in the market, then you're in trouble because then you believe something's awesome. And it just, it's like polishing a turd that, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, lipstick on the turd yeah, or whatever. Yeah. whatever. You may apologize, you know, yeah. you have to make it. We're having a lot it. of crafts with fecal matter in this situation, I think. Is yeah, right. well, I, to be honest, I have been given fecal matter before. <laughs> and I think I sculpted a nice little, you know, gremlin out of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, so you, you have, oh yeah. I was going to say, but yeah, I think you hit a big point because when you get so narrow on your message that's unproven and untested, and then you force a copywriter, bring somebody in to echo, and like you said, just amplify what you already believe to be true without any proof of that, it doesn't work. And then what happens is you're, you're forced to either get frustrated at yourself or get frustrated at what you feel as a copywriter that just didn't do a good enough job. So let me find another one. Well, uh, you know, six figures down the road and multiple copywriters down the road, you might start to think maybe I'm the problem or the idea is the problem, but that's a really expensive lesson to learn versus just having the open testing mind, right? It doesn't mean that you have to say yes to everything, but it also, again, have that open mind and understand that, um, you know, you're probably in this situation because like Norm said, you need something to be fresh. You need to see a new perspective. You know, if, if you're right here, the whole point of hiring copywriters to go to the next level. And I realize I'm using on an audio medium saying right here and hold it, but you have no idea what I'm doing. So hold it in my hand, the idea of you want to elevate and go to another level, which, which is super important. So with that, um, let's talk a little bit about the selection phase. So uh, I assume people that listen to this, they're inspired. They're like, great. I know I'm, my mindset is ready to hire a copywriter. Now, how do I do it? So um, let's talk about that. What I want to go through is actually individual scenarios. So we're going to cover three different types of hiring scenarios that I most commonly see. Um, so, and I think they'll probably cover all the bases of what people would want to know and cover, uh, but it'll be, you're hiring your first copywriter and you don't have copywriting experience. This is probably the most vulnerable. And I would say the area where I see the biggest mistakes happen. Um, next we'll cover somebody that you were the copywriter for your offer and you're looking to bring somebody else in. So now it's outside advice. There's a lot of emotions and complexities with something like that. And then finally, you've already hired copywriters. You're doing it at scale. You're hiring copywriters often. How do you make sure you could get better at that process so you're not getting as many misses and getting a lot more hits when you're selecting and going out and trying to find new copywriters? Um, so the first one I want us to cover, though, is the brand new baby. I'm really putting myself out there hiring my first copywriter, and I myself have no copywriting experience. So what's kind of the process or the advice that you guys give um, to clients and individuals that, that you meet um, when they're in that situation? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. And I would say for both for both types of, of, of copywriting buyers, so to speak, um, one of the best things to do, and Dave is a master at this, is understanding and, and really getting the vibe. You know, you have to have a good vibe with someone. You have to have a good feeling that, number one, they know what they're doing, right? <laughs> and they've known what they're doing and you're not just a guinea pig, right? Um, that that's really important. And then, but so, so it's really, it's, you know, do I like this person? Do I think this person can, can, can execute? I mean, just having that, that vibe, you're going to get a kind of clue in. Now, sometimes um, people can be charming, right? <laughs> and so you can't, that can't be the only thing, but you, you we obviously we want to like who we're working with. Right. So um, I think that's just a critical, critical part. Yeah. Well, and we talked about before, collaborating is huge, right? It's not just, yeah. I'm hiring an employee, like I'm collaborating with. So if you just don't mesh or vibe right. or other vague terms we use for just 
those gut instincts that tell us yes or no, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that has to be there. But you're right. It's important to never trust that solely because that is easily one of the most manipulated things in human psyche, which we oh. actually do it in copy, right? We understand that gut instincts and visceral feelings mm-hmm. of emotion are super easy to trick. So you do want to make sure you have some other fail safes in there. But you're right. It, it does have to be a basis of kind of the entry point. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to jump in here, it seems like there's three areas for one to be cognizant of when you're hiring anyone, <laughs> but especially a copywriter. One is is that vibe, which is literally, are they even a culture fit for you and your process and system and like finding out what their process is and making sure like, is this digestible? Does this work? And then did this does this person get me? Like even just sharing a little bit about yourself and then being like, just listening to what their interpretation is and seeing if they actually are seeing something that you're not seeing and it's clicking like, okay, there's potential here. And you, and if, cause if they can't sell you on themselves, then they can't sell you on copy. And in, in fact, this is whether this is true or not is what I've heard in different copywriting workshops is that the best copywriters are not necessarily the individuals that have had English degrees or whatever else. So I did have a copywriting <laughs> but it's actually those who are fucking freaking amazing salesman <laughs> yep and, and 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 because you're literally some copywriting techniques include just actually speaking out the copy and then massaging it afterwards and so if this person cannot 100 like it should be kind of like a the baseline is that they can compel you and convince you that they're amazing right that's just one thing and then also that they get you and they can describe it and so once you have that then you can bring on your logical brain which is actually asking to see samples of what they've done, finding out people they've worked with and actually requesting what are some results or numbers or things? What what have you created that are successes and wins that are ideally in a similar industry to my own? And within those factors, that's giving you all the thumbs up to move forwards. Now, if you're very new, it's there's also the possibility of just being like, I just want to hire anybody, even a copy cub, as they call it, <laughs> just to experiment with the process, knowing it's all a split test experience, the ready, fire, aim approach. And so instead of like, if you're still testing a brand, you don't, you're not even that sure of, it could be fun to bring somebody else on at a very low risk, low pay amount, just to see how it goes. And then be like, okay, now I have experienced what a junior writer is, you know, and then you can continue to progress from there. So that's, that's just very early writer. These are some thoughts. Now, one thing, because um, I really like the idea, first, like a lot that you said there, but the part that really stuck out to me was, you know, asking and getting them to like sharing a piece of you to see if they could understand, connect and almost sell it back to you. Right. Can they can they hold can they hold up the mirror to you to basically give you what you want, even in a way that you didn't realize you you wanted it? So is there kind of can you share any examples of how you might do that? Because that that concept to me, like really hit home I thought was really fascinating. So I'd love to hear if you could maybe share some examples of questions or maybe stories you've shared in, in past uh, situations or things you've heard of to kind of, I don't know, bring that to life a bit. So who am I? Am I the copywriter or am I the person? Oh, I want you to be the person interviewing. So, so yeah. So, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, well, I would probably describe different things I, I'm doing, maybe even share examples of what I have already or just share a few pieces and then be, and then ask them like, what, so what, what do you see here? Do you see potential here? Mm-hmm. Where do you, you know, what am I, maybe what am I not seeing or where, and listening to them to see if there is first expertise in what's the pathway forwards. And then also this nuanced, intuitive understanding of even just being able to, to you yourself in a new, a new way. So, I, like what I'm literally, I would be, if I were hiring a, a copywriter and I actually hire lots of copywriters, uh, I would be looking to be wowed. And, and then I'll actually just share from, from running this marketing firm as well. What I look for in copywriters, I, I basically just go to have an, a test really quickly, like just super quick, a small scale test mm-hmm. to see how they do. And if the voice is right and I'll be investing something. And then from, from there, you get a better sense of what their capabilities are. So I guess if it were me, I would, if, if, if I even had the inkling, I, I like to experiment. So I'm kind of the kooky one here. Uh, if, if I even had an inkling of this could be the right fit, I would know to just like, let's move forward with a small thing and see what you think. And, and then from you getting that back, 
that would be the best example of if they're a right fit or not moving right. forward. Yeah, no, and I think I was jumping ahead a bit there, but I totally agree. Like getting those small level tests, and we'll circle back and talk about that more, I think, a little bit later. Um, but the small tests to just see, right? So sometimes yeah. it's not like don't start with the whole shebang. Um, find ways within your business that you could test smartly, um, but be willing to experiment is a really smart choice. But I like what you're saying, just like, hey, give them a concept of what you're going to want them to write about and see what they see and how they could sell it, right? If they're regurgitating and basically just telling you what you already have, that's not a copywriter you necessarily want to work with. There are, they're not going to mm -hmm. elevate you most likely because they're not seeing what you don't see, right? So put it right. out there, see what kind of new ideas could be brought to, um, to fruition and know that they're not going to be the most detailed because some copywriters might be a little pensive to share everything with you because they're fearful you're just going to run off and do it without them. But but something mm -hmm. pretty high level, keep a high level to see if those concepts could be new and fresh and exciting um, and sell you on the concept. So um, Norm, do you yeah. do anything differently or the other parts that, that you do when you're trying to kind of find and see what the sales skills are for a copywriter? Yeah, I'm glad you said that because um, that does dovetails very well into um, this comment, which is when you're hiring, hiring one, this is actually a really good litmus test is just to say, who are your idols? You know, ask a copywriter because there's two different types of copywriters. Some think they're a copywriter if they just know how to write, you know, kind of like what Dave was, was talking about. Hey, I know how to write. I'm a creative writer, you know, and that's not the same thing as a sales copywriter. You know, a content copywriter, sure, you know, you can pay them nothing and they'll, they'll get something beautiful and creative and, and fun. But a sales copywriter is going to have learned from from the masters, right? From from the people that have, you know, even way be, way before the internet, right? You know, we had these legends of copywriting, um, you know, Eugene Schwartz and Claude Hopkins and to name a couple, you know, Ogilvy. And, and these are guys that didn't, they had to sell people to such a degree that they were willing to get up, go mail something, right? <laughs> they didn't have, you know, they, they couldn't just go click, I'll buy that. You know, it, it was a lot more work yeah. for someone dig deep in their in their desires to get them to go do something so so that's a huge question like um and, and if they say what do you mean or you know what do you mean leg legends of what you know then it's obvious they're not a real sales copywriter you know they they probably have an idea about what it is but they really don't have any experience doing it and so that's that's a key litmus test so that, that is a great question. That's a really good way to figure out, especially when you're in the, the cub copywriter phase. Um, right. To find out who's really at least following like a format. And that, like I'd say if, if they're going to be saying like true legends out there, you're going to hear your Gary Halberts. And even if it's more modern too, right? So if they're going to bring up some yeah. modern copywriters, but you know, and they're in that sales copy space and those names seem familiar, hell, you could go Google them later and see how familiar they are, that you're going to yeah. have a baseline that like, they get it, right? So even if they don't do a great job, you might right. have a baseline to work off of with if you're doing it new for the first time, kind of like what Dave said, it's like, just go with an open mind, just try something, see what the process is exactly. like. Well, if you're doing it with someone that's kind of already following the gold standard, you're probably got not get your your floor is going to be a lot higher from where you could fall if that's something in there. So right. I love that question. That's a really good one. Really good one. Yeah, because that they happened to Dave and I. Dave, just recently, Dave and I were, were doing some hiring, bringing on a copywriter and, and, uh, and I just happened to ask him, so who are your idols? You know, who do you follow? And you know, what style do you, what do you mean? And they had no idea what I was talking about. And, I, and that was, a, that was obviously like, okay, now, now I can clearly put you in the content writer kind of, kind of category instead of the sales copywriter that we're looking for. Yeah. That's a great one. So um, any other advice or maybe tactics and outside if we want to jump into the testing phase? Um, I think that would be a really good one too. But in terms of just entry-level stuff before we go into how do you build a, a test for a copywriter, but especially for people that are new, um, what are some other things they should look out for, maybe questions that they might ask um, when they're trying to hire somebody to do a skill that, that they might not understand themselves? I, I think it's also a question of what are they hiring the copywriter for because yeah. – there are so many different things, right? From an email sequence to a website, to a sales page, to a script, to a webinar, to even just looking for a marketing expert to help somebody craft their offer, to more of a copy branding type, like what is my voice type of an experience? And all of those 
I would have different answers for. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, for, for this, um, how about for this situation, we'll say, I'll, I'll go with the most common one that we deal with, which, which is a sales page. I need a long form VSL or TSL sales page, front end offer, um, and then potentially the full funnel. But the biggest one is that first acquisition, especially for people aren't familiar. They might be going to do an e-com ad, something like that. They now need somebody to write a direct response style long form sales page. So what are kind of some things or questions you might ask for the, for that specific one? I would, the, the very first question outside of what was already stated, which I can't stress enough, like getting the vibe, holding a space, potentially if you, if you want to ask about legends as well. And, uh, and then what their form, their past experience has been and what they, what they see in potential and what, how, what angles or possibilities they would, they would do. Uh, if it were like the whole funnel, I would really want to get clear on who they've worked with. And especially if I was investing a bunch in this and this was, you know, and I believed in this product and I knew X, Y, and Z, I would want to make sure that, that there is somebody on this, if it's a writing team or if it's a person that had this, this copywriter has done something in the similar niche to whatever I'm selling and they've smashed it out of the park. Mm -hmm. Like I, I would want to like, if I'm investing top dollar in writing, I just, I just want to make sure that everything is stacked in my favor and in this person's favor to succeed. Right. I would probably also ask them, how do you work? Because many copywriters work in very different ways. There are certain lone wolf copywriters that are like, they just disappear for a month and then come back and they, then they give you something. It's funny because yeah. I have the domain man of his whether I use it or not, uh, who's to tell, or it's in the, the, the graveyard stack with the other hundred domains that <laughs> no one But anyway, the reason why I chose that name is because, to be honest, copywriters are known for having egos. Copywriters are also known for being unreliable. And, and so it's, you're kind of breaking that, that cliche, or we are at least, and, and our intention is to have integrity within writing. Uh, but it's good to find out what someone's process is and like, when do we check in? And you know, like, so for instance, for us, we start with a branding intensive always that it, it's kind of like the conversion compass, as we call it, that is the roadmap of messaging success. And then from there, we move on to having one or two writers work on a specific project to make sure that everything is fully in alignment and the train is moving from the station all the way to the destination. And so uh, if someone doesn't have a process clearly outlined for you, that would be a red flag as well. Mm -hmm. So again, it's like making sure they They've worked on that and they had success in the exact industry that you're looking for and they have a very clear process and you like that process. You're like, I'm going to get on that train. Yeah. I like the ride. Man. No, so I love, I love the sitting, the setting expectations, like just knowing what is your process. Not only know, like you said, what you could expect. So if you don't hear from a copywriter, some people are gonna like, Whoa, why are you not talking to me? And if you want to hear that and they don't, that's not going to be a good fit for you. Right. So no, that's a great idea just to get those expectations. And then I love the process side of things too. That's huge. Um, just One of the funny things to add just, just for pun words is we, we, we have a saying on the team called expectatiousness. <laughs> and it's the idea of having this spacious, once people know what the expectations are, both client and team, things just are so much easier as you have checkpoints and you're moving forwards and uh, I'm really good at being uh, ambiguous too frequently. Like, or that's been my past pattern. So I'm now working against that to have just the clearest expectations from the get go. Mm -hmm. And that's when everyone wins. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. So, well, let's, um, let's try. Oh, this is weird. Um, let's transition to the, yeah. yeah, let's transition to the, the tactics. Now, actually, before we do that, one thing I want to ask, are there any additional questions? If you're say, um, and then we're going to go into like testing, right? But before that, I want to say, are there anything, any different questions that you might ask for the other avatars we described? So if I'm a copywriter, I was the copywriter from my original offer on bringing somebody in new for new ideas, or if you're pretty experienced with hiring copywriters, any other kind of just, we'll say more advanced level questions or tactics that you guys use before we get into like the test phase? I think one advanced technique would be, um, and, and, and the answer doesn't necessarily have to be like your tip of the tongue type of thing. But if you just ask them, what's your copy philosophy? You know, that's kind of an advanced because if they have, if they have a philosophy about some aspect of copywriting, right. Then they're going to be able to talk about it, you know, up here. Right. And they're going to be able to 
kind of drill down. Um, for example, like with, with me, I feel like words are like teeth, right? Teeth on a saw blade, you know? And, and there's different edges, right? And there's different sizes of teeth and so forth. And there's like a million different iterations of that and how words can shape a message and how words can be used to create this little edge. Sometimes you want a lot of edge, right? Um, almost to the point of, of, of um, you know, uh, making people angry, you know? Mm -hmm. So, or, or, or maybe with you know, at the risk of maybe alienating some people, um, that works perfect for certain products, right? Certain products and certain, certain clients absolutely need that to, to be, to, to kind of muscle in the market and say, Hey, check me out, you know? And, uh, but you know, other times it's, a, you need a, a, a lot softer edge. So picking the right edge, um, it's going to be the difference between, Oh, this is, this is so hard. And, and, and this is super easy, you know, mm -hmm. where, wow, we first draft and it's working like a charm, you know? So, um, yeah, that, that, that has a lot of bearing toward the success of the message too. So. Awesome. Dave, any advanced tactics to share for, for, like I said, you're, you're already a copywriter, um, or like I said, the, the, I'm hiring a lot of them. So just any other questions and specifically on the question side of the interview. Yeah. What, one thing to consider is as you get to intermediate and advanced, the expectation is that your standards are much higher regarding this copywriter. And that's where, you know, depending on what you're, you know, what you're investing, you can be, if you want to be as critical as possible. So it's just knowing you, you have permission because again, it's like you're, instead of having a babysitter for a day, you're, this is like, what school system are you sending your child to, right? So you, you get to vet, like you have to, total, you know, free thumbs up to do that. Um, but it, honestly, the same thing goes. I mean, if you find someone you get along with well, who understands you well, who's had success, monetary success in the exact same industry that you're selling your product and they get your product really, really well, and they have a system or process that you believe in and you're excited about, and they're reliable and perhaps they are referred to you or they have thumbs up from other individuals then then it's just a matter of like who you know who you vibe with it's kind of like going to the movies and you want to see both movies it's just which which one are you drawn to yeah you know because there are multiple great copywriters out there you know it's just but not every like one thing i'm i've noticed from having many different copywriters work together is that not every great copywriter is is a great fit for your brand there are some individuals that really are good at this this or this but then when you try to bring them over for a different space they struggle they just because it's voice to make exactly. sure that it's voice correctly so those yeah. are some other pieces to consider great guys obviously fantastic content around the questions really appreciate those of that advanced tactics so now let's go from the situation we've had the interview we feel good the part that matters really really important now is Let's put the proof in the pudding. How do we test the copywriter in a safe way to make sure that we have the right match? So um, talk me through a little bit more about some of the things. And, and Dave, you had already kind of talked about this. I'm going to find a way to test them, but test it cheap. So just share some of the things that you guys do and you find really successful. And again, with the mindset, if you can, as you go through that, think about here's like a beginner tactic, here's an, um, a mid-level, and here's an advanced tactic um, for the test that you could build based on kind of their experience level as the person trying to hire a copywriter. Yeah, I think one of the best ways to do it is segmentation. I mean, some of your, some of your listeners might be just be nodding and saying, well, yeah, that, that's what I would obviously do and segment your list as small as you can, maybe even a list of as small as 100 or 200 people, and just to see you know, if there's any response at all from 200 people. And, and if you can get a response from 200 people, you can get a response from 200,000 people, right? So um, that, that's probably one of the, one of the best and, and easiest way to do a, a, a test because it's, you're not, it's the same venue, right? You're, you're doing the same um, approach, whether it's Facebook ads or whatever, um, but it's a segment of just a sliver of the actual, you know, audience that you're targeting. So, yeah. That's, so, that's a so tell me a little bit. So 
we're going to the segment. Are you doing an email that's a sales email? Is it a content email? Is it just, hey, I want to see how many clicks you could drive in an email? Um, we're going to go out and check and see. I want to see opens. Walk me through kind of the parameters a little bit more, especially for people who might not have any idea what you're saying when you say segment. Like, how do I build that? So just give me some more details around it. Yeah. So like, a, you know, if, if you have, uh, I'm assuming you have a list. If you don't have a list, that's something you'll definitely want to invest in curating mm -hmm. um, and, and calling together. Uh, and then it's depending on what platform you use, whatever, whatever email service provider you use, you can create a segment um, by even just by hand clicking, like, you know, a handful, 200 you know, mm -hmm. people, even hundred people um, and put them in a specific list and name the list test or something. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and you don't want to hit all of them with all your tests. You know, you want to, you want yeah, to rotate you know, that. that out. Yeah. yeah rotate you, you'll probably get a pretty yeah. fast unsubscribe or high unsubscribe yeah, exactly. rate from that small segment. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, you know, the smaller the segment, the, the better initially. Um, if you, if you have questions about the copy, like, Hey, this should have worked, you know, maybe you want to get a little bit bigger mm -hmm. and give them more of a chance. But, um, but yeah, that's, that, that's definitely the, the way to go. Um, now, depending on if you're, if you're doing email or not, because the best thing to do is really Facebook ads, because you can take the same copy and, and throw it into an ad and test how people are reacting to it, how people, how many people are engaging with it and talking about it to really determine is, is this a hit, right? Um, even before you even put it in, into an email um, or have, have um, advertisers do it for you, right? Because mm -hmm you want to know that, Hey, if they put it in any list, it's going to be a hit. Right. Yeah. So, um, so some, something just Facebook ads, just, just straight Facebook ads. And then the level of data you can pull from that is just remarkable, mm -hmm. you know? So, so just, just going to be, you're saying like basically you could hire work out a deal where it's like, Hey, I want you to write like a smaller piece of copy, or are you saying more, Hey, write the full page. And then we want to take that snippet and then test it out there. So we're testing, well, cheaper and easier, right? Um, from a concept, right. I know we did a lot for headline testing, right? So I'm going to do a lot of headline testing in a small email segment or on Facebook ads, ideally, because boy, if I get exactly. like a really hard, uh, high click through rate on a new headline I'm testing and people right. are just reacting really well, I'm like, that is a winner. So I just want to make that's sure that's, winner. yep, perfect. Yeah, and then that headline can be the subject line in the email. Right. So yep. knowing that, okay, they're going to, they're going to jump right in. Yeah. So. Yeah. So just give everyone an idea. Like that's a great way to, you could always even do that where you pay and say, Hey, I'd like to pay just for a new headline. If you have an existing sales page and then that's a exactly. fantastic test, then take mm -hmm. that. You don't even have to put it on the sales page yet. Go to other mediums, right? Like you said, subject line, right. Facebook ads, something like that. Um, or whatever, you know, media channel you're, you're currently buying into. Um, so no, that, that's, that's a fantastic idea and a great way to test. Um, interesting yeah. enough in, in my past life, when we hired copywriters, that was, that was my go-to, right? Is we, we do a lot of emails, um, and content emails and then gauge the cool. clicks because they didn't drive enough clicks. Did, they weren't really worth moving forward with, um, exactly. small yeah. jobs. And we could get, right. you know, five emails for like 500 bucks. It wasn't, you know, it's cheap, cheap way to test. Yeah. So Dave, Absolutely. what about, what about you? What are some good um, testing tactics that you utilize? Yeah. I, you know, I, I think that Norm had shared a lot here. Norm is kind of like the split testing ninja. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, from my perspective, it would even be, it, it kind of depends at which phase you're, you're going to like in this beginner, intermediate, or advanced, right? Uh, because in the advanced phase, I mean, perhaps someone's opened to doing one of the, the split testing things earlier on, or it's more about someone being committed to a result where, mm -hmm. like for, for instance, when we work with clients, we tend to do like a longer term relationship so that we can have the spaciousness to continue to split test and like fine tune and get better and better and better. And it, it seems like earlier on, it may be an easier thing to just kind of invest in a few people and like trying different things. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Norm, you covered it pretty well. Cool. Well, so um, actually a couple of things in Dave, what you said, especially for the advanced side of things, like the idea that it's result oriented and who gets to the result first. So maybe if you're hiring a lot of copywriters, sometimes you're just hiring them like, write me a sales page, write me a sales page. But instead it should be, hey, whoever could get to X result first, I've hired five of you to do X thing. 
Like whoever gets there first is the person that gets like the bigger carrot, the bigger job. Um, so that gives people time to experiment and go and, and, you know, have leeway. But then at the same time, you have, you have multiple horses all running towards the finish line. Um, and then you don't have to necessarily make a decision. Um, the decision will be made for you based on that end result. So I think that's, especially if you're already comfortable with hiring a lot of copywriters, that does seem like a really effective route to go. Are there oh, maybe, yeah. what kind of measurements would you use in that type of situation? What would be that mark? Just give some examples. They don't, obviously I know there's a lot of, well, a lot well, of pre-qualifying yeah, information, but just throw something out there. Yeah. Well, I, I think like a, another example when you're hiring a copywriter is if you have a standard as far as how many clicks you're getting or whatever else, it's like, you know, ideally this person would beat the standard, right? Mm -hmm. There. Yep. So that, that would probably, it's always helpful to have like, oh, this is the baseline. And then you have something to compare it to, mm -hmm. you know, cause even if you're testing subject lines or whatever else within emails, it could be like some, I got an email about squid game. Mm-hmm that I feel like probably got good clicks, yeah. but uh, it may not always get good clicks. Or yeah. So, yeah. That might not live forever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Considering how many people barely remember that. Um, was it the, Oh man, I can't even think about tiger King was, you know, all we could talk about um, a little over a year ago and now it's a faint memory. Right. So um, yeah, you're totally right. Obviously you want to be engaged. I like the idea of like, having a controller or baseline that they need to go hit, right? Go improve yeah. and exceed. This is where we are. And again, that, yeah. that might be something, if you're hiring a lot of copywriters, hire them to go beat a control. And like the first person that gets the beats the control, if you beat the control and exceed it, we're going to talk again for a bigger project. Um, You're willing to spend the money, give them the room to test, Absolutely. give them the time to test and wait for them to prove it, Um, which is actually really big too, especially if you're trying to hire somebody to do like, Hey, we have a, if you use affiliates and you have a swipe, that's your control swipe and you hire somebody to say, go beat the control. Well, that's probably not going to happen on the first go round. As you guys know, they, they have no idea what, you know, this might be the first time riding for you, but if you give them time and be like, yeah, go ahead and try and beat it. Right. Um, you could have multiple yeah, opportunities totally. to do so. Um, our requirement for big full time or whatever the big carrot is, is that you exceed those standards. So I think that's a really smart way to do it. Oh yeah, and that's that's like the we call it the ninety nine design approach, you know. Where but but it's instead of giving it over to a, a platform like that, you're you're controlling it and you're bringing in like you said five different people to say, hey, here you each have the same the same challenge. Um, who can who can hit the numbers? You know, who can move the needle? And and the, and it's really kind of numbers game at that point, And whoever wins wins dispassionately wins, right? And so. Yeah. Now, and just to kind of circle back a little bit, your guys' thoughts on this, and then we want to jump into, you know, kind of a little bit more about the company and how you guys could really help people through this phase. I know there's a lot, this could cause a lot of consternation. We'll jump to that in a second. The last thing I really want to talk about here is what happens if you are the newer person and you don't have those baselines? Um, so, you know, I don't have a standard. I don't have a control. And the, the reason I bring that up is because if you have a controller you're beating and you, you're the copywriter, you want to hire a new copywriter, definitely have them beat your work. That's one of the best ways to be like, okay, I do want to hire you now. You're, you, you've proven you're better at this than I am. So that's a good good um, place to, to start from, right? Um, and same with yep. the advanced one. It just might be how many you hire to do that at once. Uh, but for someone that doesn't have that baseline, what are maybe some numbers or tactics or things that they could choose or, or do to still measure the efficacy of those um, those copywriters or how can they build that standard in their business? Again, I know that's tough because lots of times that'll be specific to what your business needs. And I know that's that makes it a little bit ambiguous to answer, but just give me an answer to yeah. maybe highlight um, an example of a way that you could do that. Yeah. So there's different, you know, there, there's different approaches. One way is, is obviously a lot of your, a lot of your sellers are, um, are, are using, you know, platforms like Facebook, like Google, um, and, uh, you know, and, and other, other avenues of, of advertising. Um, but you, and then others might, might say, Oh, forget those guys. I'm, I'm using pure relationship marketing with affiliates. Right. And they've got all these big email lists and we're just doing it all with email. And, and both of those are great, you know, but the, you know, you also don't want to, especially with, with the ones that are, that are, you know, you don't want to burn those bridges, right? You don't want to say, hey, I'm, I got some copywriters I want to test out. Do you mind if I use your list? You know, yeah. Nobody wants to do that, right? Yeah. So 
Uh, in that case, and I'm blanking on the on the name because we I haven't used them in a long time, but there are there are ways you can just like buy, you know, like a snippet of on someone's list um, to to just run some copy, and it's just like a one time hit thing. You don't really even know a lot about the you know about the the emails themselves, but it's it's a good way to kind of gauge how certain messages are are, are being received, and so um, and you have just standalone landing pages for those. Um, and then you just run the numbers and see which one wins. So um, mm-hmm. obviously there's going to be a, a margin of error, you know, mm-hmm. either way. But yeah. Um, but that's a, if you're just getting started and, and you, you're not going to use the advertising approach like Facebook, where you get those that rich data, mm-hmm. um, something like that is, is probably a good idea if you're going to go the, the route. Yeah. And one thing I'd say just to, to build it because I agree is is make sure you know what the standard average performance is also for the list you're testing on. If you at least get that information, right? Um, so you yeah. can know, are you above what would be expected performance or are you below? If you don't necessarily know what your expected performance should be, um, if it's on right. a list, you would know. And then on Facebook, it, they give you so much data in terms of what's working. Oh. You'll know what's working by You'll testing know. So. Yeah. Well, great guys. Well, let's actually transition now into talking about how, like, obviously this is, I mean, one of the biggest things where you've provided a ton of great information is selecting the right copywriter, doing the right stuff. Like it's still a ton of risk and it's complicated and you just don't know until you know. Um, so why don't you guys just share a little bit how you could help people that are kind of facing this conundrum, what your company does to alleviate a lot of, I would just say copywriting and marketing issues as a whole, right? Cause I, I want my marketing to be better. That's why I'm even talking about copywriters. So uh, share with the people a little bit about what you could do and how you could help them. Cool. Well, we are Renaissance messaging. So we've brought together many, many brilliant minds who are writers and branding experts and even in the design and development area. And the reason why I like to say Renaissance messaging is because to be a good copywriter, in a way, I've been reading this in a lot of different ways. It's, you're supposed to be insatiably curious. Somebody that's actually has a passion for many different areas and industries, not just one. And that's why you'll find that uh, most copywriters are really weird <laughs> because they have a lot of interests. They don't really fit into a, a, you know any any typical hole. Uh, and so the Renaissance messaging, we brought together a lot of fantastic writers, and we are here to help brands and businesses to improve and enhance in their messaging. And so right now this we're, we're kind of we've decided right before this to do a raffle uh, of offering a free messaging deep dive. This would be $997 in value and in retail value. And so for for five individuals, I guess the first five individuals who actually send over a message to David at renaissancemessaging.com with the subject line of ClickBank. If you do that, then you'll be entered into a raffle. The first five individuals will get a complimentary messaging deep dive where the sole purpose is not for us to sell you anything. It's for us to dive in headfirst into your messaging. It could be a sales page, it could be your brand, whatever it is, and create a quantum leap in your messaging. So that's just a gift and a a fun little uh, trinket that we like to offer. To the, the listeners here yeah that yeah. is amazing amazing stuff yeah. dave yeah and and the, the other great thing that sets us apart is the fact and dave alluded to it this, this this idea that you know most agencies are like oh we'll do everything for you blah 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 right and and they they'll we'll move your numbers but what what where we kind of set ourselves apart is that we're copy centric you know we have a met that's why it's renaissance messaging not digital agency or you know anything else because everything has to surround the copy because if the copy is wrong clients will will waste sometimes millions of dollars right in in testing bad copy and then if they keep doing bad copy the results are just always going to stay the same right so whereas we found that if the copy is on right out of the gate usually right out of the gate boom you know um we do that research we do that the you know the copy compass and we do the little bit of branding ahead of time and all of that just contributes to, to a much better experience. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think what's so powerful too is you're not hiring and the, the pressures like working with you guys isn't hiring an individual copywriter. It's a team of people that understand copy. So you're getting right. a copy team 
which is a massive difference. Your, your likelihood of success, your likelihood of consistency, and your path to getting there is going to be so much shorter um, when you're able to go, you know, to be able to hire a team versus an individual. So if right now even you're listening to this, you're like, yeah, this is good, but man, I'm still feeling like I just, how could I make this situation feel more secure? Working with an agency like you is probably the best process or path to making sure you're getting great numbers, great results, um, and really good copy without necessarily all the pitfalls with hiring an individual. So um, for, for people to get a hold of you, obviously that, that raffle is like, you know, mind blowing value there, right? That's, that's not, and you have to remember, that's $1,000 that people spend, but the value they get out of that, I imagine, is 10x that, 20x that. And just having yeah. that time for somebody to sit there and really evaluate the business, give that refresh that we talked about, right? It's like being able to borrow Rob Lowe's uh, plastic surgeon to make yourself look like him. It's the show The Swan, which we obviously now is apropos. But... <laughs> we want to make your turd look like yeah. Rob Lowe. Yes, yes. The Rob Lowe Turd Project. Enter the raffle. No. So, um, no, really, really fantastic offer. I hope your guys' inbox gets flooded with all sorts of ClickBank subject lines because listeners, you're really missing out if you don't take advantage of it. So, Again, I want to thank you guys both for your time today. I love talking about copy. I love talking about copywriters because uh, I agree with you guys. It is the quintessential part of your offer and your business it starts with great copy and starts with great conversations like we had with you guys today. So um, please make sure you rate, subscribe, review all the podcasty things that you need to do, um, as well as reach out to us if there's any any subjects or things that, that you're interested in that we aren't covering that you'd like us to cover. And finally, again, you need to email Dave, get that subject line in there. Um, one more time, Dave, tell him exactly what they need to do to get access to this amazing offer. So you would just send an email to David at renaissancemessaging.com with the subject line ClickBank, and then you will be entered into our raffle. Perfect. And if you don't know how to spell renaissance, that's your loss. Yeah, I was going to say, copyrighty might not be right for you. So <laughs> um, awesome, guys. Well, uh, thanks again so much. Have a good one. And everyone else out there listening, you have a great day and keep making that money. Bye.